evening. weeks.
Come unto me, all you 
hope to join because they went to death to victory in the first 25 years. When Esther came before the king, he commanded by letter that this wicked plot which Haman had devised should return upon his own head that his son should be hanged on the gallows. They went from death to Jew to victory. From the depths of despair <coughs> to the heights of joy. And here's what I want you to, to notice. Flip back for a moment to chapter 3, verse 7. Chapter 3, verse 7. In the first month, which is the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Xerxes, they passed pure. That is, the lot before Haman to determine the day and the month until it fell on the twelfth month, which is the month of Adon. Right now, go back to chapter 9. Haman, the pagan Agagite, passed lot. That simply means. By chance, they were asking their gods to give them a something. And so by the casting of the lot, pure P-U-R, they came up with this <coughs> 13th day in the month, on the 12th month. With their pagan gods, that's what they came up with. To seal the Jews' faith. But the living God of Jews overruled. Instead of being the day of the peace, came the day of deliverance. God delivered the Jews once again, destroyed the name of that enemy. See, God has a history of delivering his people. Think back. When they were in Egypt, Pharaoh was a god. Pharaoh was worshipped, the most powerful man in the world. Hebrews were his slaves. He owned them. God raised up a young man named Moses, who to this day is still known as the deliverer. God told Moses, You go tell Pharaoh to do what? Let my people go. And what did Moses say in response to God? Story. Pharaoh's heart was hardened. When will let the people go? God said, You're going to let them go. Moses, you just keep telling them. And ultimately, did he let them go? Not only did he let them go, but their enemies were destroyed. God delivered them. When the Jews were faced by a giant of the Philistines named Goliath, King Saul, their big, strong, warrior king. He wouldn't go out and fight Goliath, and nobody else would either. Goliath was almost nine feet tall. And he mocked the Jews, and he mocked their God. He said, Who would you? You can't send one man out here to fight me. He said, You haven't got a man among you? And a young boy, named David, said, I'll go fight 
think it's a heartfelt celebration of what he's done, how he did it, and how we continue that in the worship. So now go to verse 26 and let's wrap up with Esther. We look at the recognize our victory. Look at verse 26. So they called these days Purim after the name Purim. Therefore, because of all the words of this letter, what they had seen concerning this matter, and what they had seen concerning this matter, and what had happened to them, the Jews established and imposed it upon themselves and their descendants and all who would join them, that without fail they should celebrate these two days every year according to the written instructions and according to the prescribed times. So they recognize our victory. So they called this feast to recognize their deliverance under Esther, saving their nation, they called it Purim, after the lot, D-U-R, because of what they've seen God do, because of what they personally experienced, the failure of Haman's cure, and the victory of Mordecai's God. Look at verse 27. The Jews established and opposed it upon the of the sentence of all who joined him, they quote, Without fail, verse 28, these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, every city, that these days of Purim should not fail to be observed among the Jews, that the memory of them should not perish among their descendants. Without fail, throughout every generation, throughout every family, throughout every place. Proverbs 16 says this, the lot cast into the lap. In other words, a man throws the dice. But it's every decision is from the Lord. In other words, he's in charge. Dice of God. So finally, let's think for a moment about the Feast of Purim. It's such a great picture. This Feast of Purim is still celebrated today by the Jews. This year, 2021, it was February 25th, 2016. Today's festival, still celebrated. They dress in costumes. Some would call it the Jewish Halloween. They dress in festive costumes. Esther, the book of Esther, is read the night before. And every time Haman's name is mentioned, everybody there boos, hisses, and rattles the noisemakers. <laughs> every time the name of Haman is mentioned, they hiss and stomp their feet. Rather than always makers. It's a festival to celebrate hope, a festival to celebrate deliverance. They wear the costumes. It's preceded by a fast, as Esther fasted for three days. They send food to their friends, they send gifts to the poor, then they all enjoy a meal together to celebrate Purim. Interesting, it's the only feast that the Jews celebrate still to this day. That was not instituted by God. God did not tell them to celebrate the feast. They chose to do it out of a heart of joy and excitement. It illustrates, initiated by the children of God, to remind, as a reminder, generation after generation after generation, still celebrated today, a reminder of the fact that you have enemies, that you have hope, that you have protection of God. Tradition says that Purim is the only festival that will be celebrated after Messiah comes. But the 
as we wrap up our time together today and our time together I pray we would revel, rejoice, and rest in the victory we have in Jesus. He alone.
Thank <laughs> you.